0: This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some
1: secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best.
0: Hello
2: and welcome to Obsessed with Joseph Scrimshaw on Feral Audio. I am your host. I am still Joseph Scrimshaw. This is still feral audio i was incredibly tempted to start this podcast with a four beat count in on a cowbell because this week's episode is about one of my favorite topics in the world drumming your world will be thoroughly and precisely rocked as you listen to my guests the drummers from motion city soundtrack and okay go tony faxton and dan kanapka pound the mics with their drumming obsession As always, you'll also hear our co-producer, Sarah Meyer, interviewing random human beings around Los Angeles and seeing how they feel about drumming. Do they love drummers? Do they hate drummers? Do they have strong opinions about Coldplay? Are they willing to do extended drum solos with their mouths? We will find out. But before we dive deep into the wide world of making music by hitting things with sticks, it's time to answer a listener-submitted question about their personal obsession. I throw out requests for obsessions like this on my Facebook and Twitter. So if you have an obsession that you would like addressed, follow me on the social medias as at Scrimshaw. Listener Laura Dyer says, I'm obsessed with lemon reamers. Am I in love with efficiency and afraid of scurvy or should i consider a union interpretation now that is a great question laura and one that frankly required a lot of googling and made my search history look even more deviant than normal first i wanted to make sure that i understood exactly what a lemon reamer is and it turns out it is a sharp puncturing device on a stick I discovered this by reading Wikipedia's entry on lemon, or citrus reamers, and frankly, that Wikipedia entry is the most violent thing I have ever read. It reads like the insane Roman Emperor Caligula is describing a fatality in mortal combat. It is horrible and beautiful in its horribleness. Here's a brief excerpt. Grasping the fruit in one hand and the reamer in the other, the user first pierces the exposed flesh of the fruit with the tip of the reamer blade, then grinds out the inside with a twisting wrist motion until nearly all of the juice is extracted. Now that is just terrifying. It is absolutely terrifying. So we know that Laura loves just reaming the crap out of lemons. That's a given. The question is, does she get joy out of the reaming because she craves efficiency, she fears scurvy, or she is being plagued by a manifestation of a primordial Jungian archetype? It's a thing we all wonder. Now, you can prevent scurvy by calmly, peacefully drinking orange juice. You don't have to repeatedly stab a lemon who did nothing to you to prevent some oldie-timey pirate disease. So yes, Laura, I think we do need to look at a Jungian interpretation. Now, because this podcast is really about handing out dangerously incompetent psychoanalysis, I also googled Jungian archetypes to find out one that matched a love of murdering citrus. According to Wikipedia, Laura... You are either experiencing repressed, unconscious memories of an ancestor who was indeed a scurvy-ridden pirate, or your lemon-stabbing is an expression of your shadow archetype, the part of your consciousness that craves violence and mayhem. It's like you are Dr. Jekyll, but sometimes, in the darkness of night, you become Mr. Hyde, and you get a little thirsty, so you brutally maul a citrus, so you can add a little zing to the water from your Brita filter, the Jungian archetype isn't actually making a lot of sense to me, honestly. So I'm gonna go with efficiency after all. Because life is just fucking annoying. There are so many things that should work, that almost work, that could work, but just don't, like autocorrect, or American actors doing British accents, or the United States government. All things that could work, but just mm, life is maddening, so I think it's healthy to enjoy something that just simply fucking works. To grab a lemon. And a reamer and say, this lemon is like Time Warner Cable. It claims to provide a service, but it just doesn't work. I can't stab the Time Warner Cable chat window and make it DVR Better Call Saul, but I can stab the living shit out of this lemon. And as God is my witness, I will get my juice. Now, at this point, I am willing to entertain the idea that this has become more about me than about you, Laura. But still, I think that was a great question. Thank you for making me research Lemon Reamers. And now, on to the plugs. If you enjoy Obsessed, there are two great ways you can support the podcast. First, you can become a backer on Patreon. For as little as one buck a month, you can get access to our monthly patron-only bonus episodes. For more info on that, visit patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. Or you can support all of the artists on the Feral Audio Podcast Collective by shopping at Amazon through our portal. I love doing this plug because I love saying the word portal. Here's how it works. Just visit FeralAudio.com, hit the Support Our Artists button, shop at Amazon, and... Dot .com via our portal and a small percentage of your purchase will go to feral Audio so just visit Farrell go through our portal and buy whatever you need pants headphones my comedy album flawfest a wooden chair in 10,000 lemon reamers so you can create your own version of the iron throne from game of thrones it doesn't matter whatever you buy it will help us out but for now Sit down behind your imaginary drum set and get ready to air drum along to Tony Thaxton and Dan Kanopka's obsession with drumming. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with two amazing drummers, Tony Thaxton and Dan Kanopka.
0: Hello. Hi.
1: (laughs) Hello. How's it going?
2: Dan, did I get your last name right? Perfectly. Excellent, excellent. Can you guys start off by telling people uh, listening a little bit about who you are, what you do, and uh, your drumming history?
0: Uh, sure. My name is Tony Thaxton. Uh, I am once again playing in the band Motion City Soundtrack. <laughs> nice. Uh, I did that for over 11 years. Uh, left a few years ago for several reasons, and uh, now the band is is uh, calling it a day. And so they're doing a big farewell tour, and I'm coming back to do that. Uh, it just seemed like... The thing to do yeah um but as far as uh you said drumming history yeah uh yeah basically i just kind of have always played i grew up uh my dad played drums so i was just kind of around it always he played in a cover band i would see his cover band a bunch and uh yeah so i just it it came in a very like i don't remember not playing drums cool
1: how about you dan i'm dan (laughs) kanapka i play in the band ok go and uh we've been a band for almost 20 years now wow 18 years or 19 years, something like that. I've been playing drums for 32 years. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of what I've always done. Yeah. Right? All the way through you know, high school and college. I studied um, under a couple of teachers, but really sort of was self-taught. Uh, actually, Tony, what I consider one of my teachers. There's a couple really? of drummers that we've toured with that I've actually studied. Like I watched <laughs> what they were doing. Tony and Dan Hickey. And they might be giants. or are like huge role models for me. So yeah, I do. I do that, and um,
0: that's very nice of you, by the way. I don't. <laughs> oh yeah, totally so.
1: for sure, Tony. No, no joke, absolutely. I, there are still some parts that, in Tony's songs that I can't. I just don't know how to physically do. Oh, like, you like I, you can
2: recognize these are the sounds being made by it, these limbs on these. No, parts I know of the it's set. him,
1: and I know the part, and I know like I've seen him do it, but I cannot. You do can't it. replicate it. I that's can't really replicate cool. it at all. That's really cool. Um, he's sort of like he's so precise and so even yeah and, and correct it's awesome <laughs> it's, it's amazing to see i can't wait to see him play on this tour again
2: yeah yeah well i'm I'm really thrilled that you guys are willing to do this uh, i am a frustrated drummer uh, <laughs> in that i played for a little while in high school and college yeah and yeah. never not to you guys' level at all but i loved it and for a while it was like totally my world uh, yeah. and obsessed and then i got busy doing like other creative stuff being a comedian and plays and I have always, over the years, tried to work drumming in. I wrote a whole staged musical so I could play the drums.
1: Oh, wow. What? Elaborate on more. Uh, I want to hear Well, I had a
2: theater company back in Minneapolis. Okay. and We are producing a season of shows. And it's like, I've always kind of wanted to write a musical. I'm like, oh, and if it was a rock musical, I could play the drums because... It's my company, and no one can stop me, and I'm hiring the (laughs) other musicians. And it was great. It was amazing fun. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So what do you guys remember a moment where you got hooked, where you said, yeah, I'm trying to play the drums, but now... It's my life.
0: For me, it was sort of, like I said, it was just kind of always there. Because, you know, when I was young, I had, like, really little drums that I could just bang on it that did just start as me banging on them. And that's
2: a kindness of your parents. Because yeah. I think most parents don't <laughs> oh, want yeah. to give their children that's... something to hit that makes noise. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, drums Especially are... if
1: they're getting divorced. If your parents yeah. are getting divorced and the, the the you know the the dad buys the the kid a drum set <laughs> on his way out, yeah, like Bye. that's kind of a weird thing to give your son. You are like, all I right, am not going to live anymore, son. Here's a Here this is a five piece Ludwig for your mother, <laughs> a gift to you and <laughs> an Lay attack as on much your mother. As you like? Yeah.
2: <laughs> so were you were you uh, in the middle of a divorce when you got no? Drunk? No, that's no, my no, story. No, no. That's
0: no. sorry, okay. I interjected. That's my story. <laughs> um, uh, so it just was like you know hitting drums and just like over time i don't really have a memory of my dad showing me things i just sort of like picked up on it from watching him okay and uh so eventually over time the the just hitting things turned into actually kind of figuring it out um and that was just the way for a long time and then but then that actually kind of came to a stop for a while uh because i outgrew my little drums and then my dad had drums but he his cover band played all the time every literally like every Friday and Saturday so he mm-hmm. never even bothered to set up his drums at home I don't okay. even think he kept him at the house hmm. um, so I just kind of didn't play for a while but then that was when I grew up in Michigan uh, when I was starting high school my family moved to Virginia which is it's a great time to move <laughs> right when you're starting high school perfect <laughs> <laughs> your parents waited until you were physically the most awkward and so, now we can move yeah then we moved into a new we moved to Virginia And my dad wasn't playing his cover band anymore, so one of the first things when we moved in the new house was set up the drums in the garage, and, like, you know, I was new, I didn't have friends or anything, so, like, I just, that just kind of, like, became what I did all the time, was just play drums every day, I would just set up my boombox next to the drums and just play along to CDs, Uh, and, yeah, that, it really, like, went up several levels at that point no
2: that was just to spend time drumming because you enjoyed it was there any sort of i'm frustrated at school i'm angry about life this is cathartic or was it just straight i love the music of it
0: i don't think i thought about it that way but i think maybe it was like i think i just did it because i liked it but also i think yeah there probably was like kind of cathartic in a way yeah because i I was like
2: steve was mean to me in
0: math class i'm gonna go play along to appetite for destruction (laughs) and i'll (laughs) feel better (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah because i just yeah i didn't know anybody and i was i was pretty miserable for like the first two and a half years or something that we had moved. I just I don't know. If I find that if I don't know you I can be pretty quiet and reserved yeah. and so I wasn't good at like making friends for yeah. a while. Um, And it was actually that kind of changed because I started befriending other musicians and then started playing, actually, started doing band in school. And then that made like all the difference.
1: Oh, yeah, uh, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Cool. And Dan, you got a pair of children's divorce drums
1: <laughs> as, as a child? Is that? No, no. I got a, like a proper drum kit. My dad okay. was like looking towards the future, like the marriage is over. Dan's going to get a real drum set that's going to last <laughs> him until he's in his 20s. Had
2: you already expressed interest
1: in I, drumming? Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, do you remember the the is Kim Carnes Betty Davis Eyes? Do you remember that song? Oh yeah, I remember that song being on the radio and being like, you know, that's that part was like, mm-hmm. and I remember being like, what is that? And my dad's like, well, right. it's clapping, but it's a percussion. It's part of the drum set. And I was like, I think it was I think maybe five or six years old, and I was like, I want to do that. Wow! And from five to ten, I dabbled at other things. You know, like I played double bass in in the school orchestra. They offered orchestral, you know, like uh, string instruments. Okay. And then I realized, I was like, you I don't really like, a, you know, I don't really like classical music. And uh, band was available, so I was like, I want to play the drums. And I started playing snare drum in the band. Oh, cool! And started taking private lessons. And right around ten years old, my dad got me a drum set, and that was like pretty intense um, beginning. And like I was. Really dedicated to drumming until about thirteen, and then I, I sort of lost interest because I got into BMX bike okay. riding. <laughs> That's actually, a pretty cool I, other interest. I, I, I was, it was like that was kind of what my friends were doing, and I remember telling my dad, I was like, "I'm going to sell my drum set for a BMX bike." He's like, "No, you're not." Like it was one of the those distinct moments where my dad was like, had to draw the line on it. I was like, oh, "Okay, all right." He's like, "You're not selling your drum set." And so by fifteen, I got back into playing drums, and then started playing with rock bands in school. And did your dad have that perspective
2: that you should stick with it because it was a general idea of you should stick with something, or did he see your future where like my kid's gonna make money playing drums,
0: or did he just want to torture your mom? <laughs> I, I, I don't
2: think the, the
1: torture of the mom thing was. I think he just didn't think BMX was gonna be a <laughs> career line, path. The oh, okay. Like I, he was always, you know, he's always been. A huge rock and roll fan okay and he loved seeing me play the drums so when i when i was like i don't want to do i want to ride ramps and he was like <laughs> no you're not gonna do that and he sort of let go yeah um but you know he's a huge supporter you know i think it's it's been totally out of my imagination how far being yeah it, you know, like i just like i can't believe i get to do this mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's just unbelievable and i think it's unbelievable to him too but uh
2: And you never have moments where you're, like, drumming on stage in front of many fans and going, man, I wish I was doing BMX instead. (laughs) Never.
1: I do think about how cool it would be if I had a bike, but, like, professionally, no. I love the
0: thought of Dan Kanapka, professional
2: BMX. In this video of Okay Go, the drummer looks kind of sad. I wonder what he's (laughs) thinking about His Uh, lost BMX days. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, My dad said a kind of inspirational quote to me, and he didn't say a lot. And it was about drumming, because my dad was a drummer, too, and he played in kind of cover bands Uh in northern Minnesota. And I I think he could tell I was drifting around artistically, too. And I was like, I think I'm kind of interested in the drums, and then that's a way I could spend time with my dad. And he hunkered down in a dad way that he hadn't Uh before. And I I could already draw well. It just runs in my family that we can draw well. Uh So I had been doing some drawing in... My dad said when I was like frustrated first trying to play the drums, he said, you can draw well because you see things better than other people. So in order to play the drums well, you need to hear things better than other people. Hmm. Do you guys think that that was actual good wisdom from my father, or have I just latched onto it? Because it sounds like it should be wise. <laughs> but if we just, <laughs> just shit all over, it. Now yeah. else, no, <laughs> that's <laughs> bullshit.
0: Your dad's not, full of crap. Scrimmage how off. drunk was he? When I-, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I can't say that I've ever thought about it that way, no. but I, yeah. I could see that. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it makes sense. Yeah. There, how's that yeah, for? That's
2: that's <laughs> the validation I wanted in my dad's wisdom. I'm gonna roll with that. Yeah, so that makes sense. What do you guys think does make a good drummer? I mean, beyond technical skill, sort of what's the what's the outlook or what's the approach? Uh, I know you were saying hmm. that Tony has just like attack and precision. What do you feel like you have as a drummer that makes you a good drummer?
1: Hmm.
0: I'll I'll can, say this about you. All right, well. you're 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 uh, same thing. Very solid and and just like I'm. I don't remember ever seeing you like mess up really or have bad shows. I mean, you know, I'm sure it, every, everybody messes up sometimes, but I yeah. you know there are some guys that you know you don't quite know what you're gonna get right, and you always deliver super solid, and your your parts are good. Because I think and you're a guy that I think the most important thing is even though sure it's cool to play fun parts or maybe do something cool you still need to play for the song right and he's great at that because yeah at the end of the day it's it's a song it's not about you right you got to play for the song and uh, yeah i I definitely
1: think that way and i think that i've always been into bands where the drummer isn't necessarily that the like, I love the prog rock bands where the drummers fly across the tom-toms and yeah. they do cool stuff, And but really the music that sticks with me is the the Beatles and stuff that's like ensemble right? stuff.
2: Where they're just totally supporting the integrated song. Integrated
1: in this, in and the feel is great. Like, my whole concern from when I started playing professionally was like, how can I get this to feel better? I like, oh, want okay. this to feel great. Mm-hmm. And that's been my whole in-depth, like, that's my whole thing. like... Getting a cool fill to get you from a verse to a chorus, that's a cool idea. And, yeah. and that should feel good too. But really, once you land in that chorus, like, where are all the beats landing? Like, yeah. Is this, is this going to make people want to dance? That's the ultimate priority of it for me. Right. So I guess to answer your question, for it to really matter, for you really have to lay claim over some real estate in doing <laughs> this, is you have to enjoy... The whole music as a whole. Right. You know, I I don't think that drummers that are like, I'm just into soloing, end up having a, a fortified experience. Right. Drummers that are like, I love the whole package, the bass, the guitar, the playoff, the vocal and the drums, like, vocals and drums are connected. You know, like, the best songs, those things are really right. connected. Like, I have a four-year-old son, and I'm trying to get him to enjoy music for all its parts. Cool. And um, soloists and stuff are like, all oh, that's fine. But I don't think like, you, then you start getting in the world like a, you know, prodigy kind of thing. And like, it's, I don't know if that has long lasting results. I mean, I don't know what I'm getting into. But uh, <laughs> all I know is that if, if you really love the music, you can be a great drummer.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I, I love the idea of. When you're sitting behind the drum set saying, is this going to make people want to dance? That's just a way to get past all of the technical to like just what's in my soul, what's coming out of my body. Mm -hmm. Is that going to affect other people inside their bodies is is a pretty amazing
0: way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Have Unless you guys... because you're such a passionate dancer. <laughs> <laughs> I am, secretly. Yes, I know this about you. I'm a secret oh, passionate no secret. dancer. <laughs> Do you
2: have webcams in my home? <laughs> I, I danced to your songs a little bit uh, earlier today. Um, have you guys ever had, speaking of wanting to facilitate the song, to help the song, have you guys ever had a fill or a part where you're like, damn it, I love that, but it doesn't fit, and you try to hold on to it anyway?
0: Uh, I've definitely... I can... Uh, I can't think of a specific moment of that. I can think of, of moments where, unlike the last record I played in, uh, with Motion City in particular, I do remember a song that we played and I, I tracked the whole song and then I was still in there and I was like, you know what? I was like, take me, have me jump in from second verse into the chorus or something. I was like, I want to try something. <laughs> this might be way too much, but let's just hear it. And I, I even like laughed about, it. like I kind of I did it, and I was like, that's so ridiculous, and <laughs> uh, and I did it, and then like I People hear like them, nuts. yeah, like I heard them in the control room start laughing, and they were like, yes, like let's keep it, and then, but what was fun about that then is then we that kind of then changed the song, and that uh-huh. just split moment for a second where it's this ridiculous fill happens, and like everyone, I think the guitars sort of dropped out, and then. To make it more ridiculous, the bass was sliding to just this brrrr thing. But to make it even more ridiculous, he then tracked his bass and does the brrrr, but also had someone standing there to detune his bass so it could go as low as it could. So the bass just goes super low right as the drums are doing this like most ridiculous drum fill. And so, I don't know, I think of moments like that where I I thought it was going to be way too much and then everybody was like, no, let's make this... Just kind of this moment now.
2: That's super cool that the rest of the band and the song would conform to it instead of just going sit in the back, drummer. Right. <laughs> Which
1: I was totally uh-huh. ready for that to happen. Yeah, so. we're always ready. Yeah, to yeah, like <laughs> kick back. And have you had it, drumming usually has to get done first. Yeah, recording sessions. And so you, I, uh, for me at least, there's a lot of anxiety. Like the the recording light when it comes on, I'm like, oh, like I freeze with. I gotta, you know, this time is, this time is money. We're in the studio. It's, you know, how many thousands of dollars a day or a week or whatever. <laughs> and so I don't ever really get too bold with drum fills. Okay. I really hold back. I'm, I'm looking around the room going, is that cool? Like, you know, like playing putter dome, putter dome for into a chorus. It's like, <laughs> was that, was that, that bold <laughs> too much? Too much? <laughs> and, um, sometimes, you know, uh, the guys, you know, the guys in my band, they're, they're fantastic. Drummers. I mean, they're, they're fantastic drum programmers. They can, okay. they can really make cool drum parts happen in their computers. Uh, there isn't a whole lot of stuff that I can do behind the kit that's going to surprise them. Right. Uh, but there was one time, um, I was asked, can you do, you know, do some deluxe moment before the chorus? And I'm <laughs> like, are we, is this like a punch in, punch out? They're like, yeah, we're going to punch this in. So, uh, and what that means is that like the drum part is laid down. It's recorded, yeah. but like that, those three beats or four beats before the next section, they just open up the the window and the microphones pick up whatever you do. And so I like purposefully just played as much nonsense as possible, <laughs> like not any, any regard for time or anything and just played super fast notes or like purposefully like spun out like something got it like this guy's on acid all of a sudden Okay, and it was almost every time it was gold I was like what was that what was that thing you did I was like i don't know i'm just fucking it up <laughs> oh, yeah. and and uh what's funny is you do that a couple times and then you know in the pro tools world they can nudge things around and make it sound like this like Super Vinnie Kellyuda drum fill. Yeah. And then you're like, Oh no, now I have to play it every night on tour. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst is when you,
0: you're like, Why did I do this myself? <laughs> oh, no,
1: <it's laughs> I have a few of those. Yeah. It's only happened a couple
2: times. I actually. should have not have installed that one Tom behind
1: me <laughs> yes. for effect. <a> <laughs> Can I ask what song that was? It happened in the song In the Glass. Okay. Uh, it's, it's like the last song on, uh, of the blue color of the sky. Uh uh-huh. Cool. And, uh, super long song, but. We ran out of like good drum fills and like punching something cool.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I need to
0: give that a listen. What was again?
2: your song that you altered uh, with your amazing absurd fill?
0: It's a song. It's called Alcohol Eyes. It's actually a bonus track, so it's not on like the regular version of, of okay. Go. But uh, it's on if you like. I think if you get it on iTunes or something, it'd just be on. Yeah, there. these songs
1: weren't the singles. Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
2: Uh, I was going to ask you guys kind of how you feel about drummer jokes and stereotypes. Like you guys are both in successful bands, you're musicians, but I think especially for like uh, cover bands or like high school, college, just screwing around bands, there's so many stereotypes about like the joke that the drummer isn't really a musician or the drummer is the last one who's ever going to meet a woman or a guy by playing drums or that, you know, drummers. You can always find them at their girlfriend's house because they can't pay for their own rent. Right. All those drummer stereotypes. How do you guys feel about those?
0: Have they ever intersected with your life? Do they piss you off? How do you feel about? Them? Uh, I don't think they've ever intersected with my life. I just, I don't know. I just sort of blow them off because I, I feel like I just generally don't find them funny. It's, it's <laughs> not. It has nothing to do with the fact that they're about drummers. I'm just like that's just not clever or anything just yeah. like you're yeah. just like saying a dumb thing so i'm just i just sort of blow them yeah off, it's I just think. an yeah.
2: old wives tale with a punchline right yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah
1: yeah i don't have much of an opinion about them either i mean that a certain amount of you know the guy the what's the phrase like the guy who who's the has a response like who wears the crown has the heavy head or whatever oh yeah you know that that, that yeah term, he who wears the he,
2: crown has a, wear, like, has a heavy Sornac head or, or something yes.
1: like <laughs> I, I don't like when when those kind of like big decisions came out, i was always glad to be like oh i'm i'm here for till eight o'clock and then i'm out because you guys are gonna do guitars like i've been like <laughs> yeah i'm not the smart dude you guys deal with the hook and the, and the guitar riff. And I'm just going to play this really groovy thing that services your song. And so, like, maybe, uh, you know, being older, like, I, those jokes are just kind of like, ha. Huh. yeah, you know, like, yeah. I'm kind of the smart one. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not the one that has to sing, like, ooh, baby, ooh, baby. Like, you're the one who's going to get your head chopped off by rollingstone.com. Uh,
2: do you guys think that drummers can or ever should be the front person of a band? Like you guys clearly both have a perspective of I'm there to support the whole song. And as long as I'm a part of the song, I'm making it happen. That's great. I don't know if you guys have ever had a desire to be like, why why can't the drums be in front, damn it? Or maybe I can sing on this song. So either personally or just in the big picture, what do you think of of drums up front?
1: I never had a personal desire to be the front guy. Okay. But I also sort of recognize that in terms of the sound, like in pop rock sound, you know, the, it's, the drums are ever present. Right. It's always been described to me as like, this is the back, backbone of right. the music. And so I kind of felt like, and you know, that there's that saying, it's like, if the band is only as good as the drummer is. And so like, I've never felt like, oh man, that guy's not getting his. Like, he's, if the band is good and it sounds great, like, it kind of seems like that's the obvious thing. Like, yeah he's the star. Yeah. In a weird way. Like, mm-hmm. that's the guy. Like, like everything will everything, fall apart. Yeah. Everything hinges on where his two and four is, you know, and like, how he feels is how everything else is gonna feel, and I mean, you know, it gets weird when you start talking about, you know, this super micro-edited Pro Tools world where right. nothing is genuine or nothing <laughs> is authentic. Yeah, the drummer is, you know, he may not be in the spotlight or with the microphone, but like if he's terrible, then the whole thing is it's terrible. terrible so. Yeah, yeah.
0: It can make or break a band. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. sure. Yeah.
1: Have you ever wanted to be
2: the front person, or is it just not in your personality?
0: Uh, I can't say I never, I ever really wanted it. I, I briefly had a, a band where I sort of was, but Tony's I was playing a guitar. great singer.
1: <laughs> yeah. he's a really good singer.
0: Stop, guys. <laughs> I watched <Thank> <laughs> a
2: live uh, YouTube video where you were doing backup singing, and that's part of the reason mm-hmm. this question popped in my mind.
0: Yeah. I mean, it is tricky with, with drums, I feel like, it, for multiple reasons, because I think, one, I tend... I. Hit very hard, and I and I'm very loud, so I think like <laughs> then giving me a mic then makes it difficult for the sound man. Yeah, because uh, then and then on top of that, like when I do have parts that I have to sing, like a lot of times you're like pretty out of breath a lot of the time, so it does make it a little tricky sometimes. So yeah, I don't necessarily have a desire to to be you know I I in no.
2: If you guys could have like a, a drink and a sit down with any drummer, living or dead, and just chat with them, who would you want to? sit down with
1: john bonham for me okay yeah definitely is
2: it because he is the quintessential sort of drum
1: guy i think he kind of is I you know every couple of months or whatever i'll just always come back to Led Zeppelin and just be like floored Yes, yeah. can't believe mm-hmm. it's just classic timeless never out of style always feels better than anything else going on yeah and yeah i would love to talk to him what would
2: you what kind of stuff would you want to ask him about?
1: I know I think I would want to hear his like from from what I've read he was really into like Motown and soul music. Okay. And I think I would like to know what he loves about that stuff. Okay. Because I mean whatever lens he was looking at that and then, you know, the prism that light goes through him and it turns into the best rock and roll ever yeah like i want to know what what is it is it you know like is it the vocalist are you listening to the way the vocals are swinging are you listening to the drums like what is it about that stuff that and how does that come out this way for yeah. you? because I, I know i don't know why do you think he's sort of the quintessential rock like two mm. four guy yeah like it's just feels like amazing it feels amazing and you know it's just like he was the kind of the originator of that feel
2: yeah i think mm. the mix of Yeah, the, the bluesiness, the sort of swinginess of it, uh, the speed. And then also to what you were talking about with some songs he totally supports, but most songs he does some insane fills and parts and they still feel like a part. Mm -hmm. I don't know. When I listened to Led Zeppelin, especially when I was a young, younger man and and wanting to play the drums, I felt like there's a band that respects the drummer. Oh, yeah. Like that you are truly a (laughs) part of this band, that you are not just in the, in the background. Uh, would you want to have a drink with him as well, or would you have that someone else? That is a pretty
0: good answer. I, I, I don't know. Uh, also, side note, I'll say I think Fool in the Rain is like the greatest feeling song yeah. of all time. Oh. Uh,
1: <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: that is a good an- I think my problem is, like, for as l- much as I've played drums and that I do like playing drums, I'm really not, I don't really, like, nerd out about it all that much. Okay. I kind of more like doing it than, than like, sitting down and be like so what is like you know, okay. i don't know i'm yeah. just not that... so like you don't me... want to push
2: your nerd glasses up about drumming <laughs> you just want to do it and have the fun
0: yeah so like there's part of me is like i don't know i feel like i would <laughs> just want to do it with like dave Grohl, but for like the reason of just he just seems fun <laughs> <You know? laughs> like he seems like a good guy to have yeah. a drink with regardless yeah. of whether you speak about drumming right yeah. uh so like i part of me wants to say that but then like that is a great answer and i don't know my other thought would be like Stuart copeland yeah, I don't know. It was one of those guys that changed the drumming, I think, oh, and for sure. like yeah. definitely had his own thing going on. I almost, I think, the only main like specific question I would want to ask him is, how the hell did you hit that hard playing With traditional? Your, drum? Yeah, <laughs> which for people listening doesn't know what that means, you know, sometimes. You know, you see most guys hold their sticks the same way. Like in a forward like, way, yeah. Yes. But then traditional grip is when you see, like, your right hand holds it that way, but then the left hand is, like, two fingers over. Like, you see, like, old marching yes. guy, yeah. like, in Civil War thing, drummers, like, yes. playing that way. So it's that's like the that's way what French people use
2: forks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's French fork style <laughs> drumming.
0: Yes. And it's, I, are you, do you play that way ever? Are you comfortable playing like
1: that? I, I do. Play that way, but only in in a studio setting when I am actually urged to play super quiet because right. I can't. I have no power. Yeah, it's
0: really hard. It's to really play, really hard. And he hit so hard, and he yeah. played like that, and I don't understand how he did it. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, it seems somehow like your strength would maybe have to come from your elbow, which doesn't seem right because your the elbow is not a muscular part of the arm. No. In like, no. my and
0: you want you know. <laughs> Your, your speed comes from your wrists, yeah. really. So, like, I don't, I don't get it. Speaking I mean, of weird. hitting
2: things hard, I was going to ask
0: you guys, what do you think of Dave Grohl in Nirvana? I love him because that, you know, that was, like, prime era of music for me. Like, yeah. you know, being in high school when when, uh, when that came out. Uh, and, you know, that was, like, one of those things that I played along to all the time when yeah. yeah. Nevermind came out. And, uh, yeah, like, he doesn't necessarily, like blow my mind with with parts that he writes or anything mm-hmm. but he again he's just one of those guys that's like really solid and he's just like a a uh, the perfect combination for me of plays for the songs mm-hmm. and hits really hard and it's fun to watch really yeah. really hard yeah because i don't like wimpy drummers wimpy drummers bug me <laughs>
1: you know can i can i say one thing about two weeks ago i was just gonna say because i going to mention decide, this because i haven't got oh, to please. talk to you about this since know, it happened. Uh, <laughs> my son my four-year-old son goes to the nursing school dave Grohl's kids went there and so every year they have a fundraiser and basically the Food fighters play for the fundraiser oh wow it's Not everybody in the Foo Fighters, and they don't play any Foo Fighters songs. They play cover songs. And we went to this fundraiser about two weeks ago or three weeks ago, and my wife went up to Taylor Hawkins and was like, do you guys want a real super group? She said that. And he's like, what are you talking about? It's like, you should let my husband Dan play drums. And so he came up to me and he's like, here's a set list. Pick a song. And they were all just the names of the song. And I was like, I don't know what. Had you met uh, Mr. Grohl before? I met Mr. Grohl once at the end, like a, two years prior at another fundraiser. Okay. And
0: he came up to you or Taylor came up to you? No, no,
1: no. I, I went up that two years ago. I went up to Dave Grohl. Okay. And okay. I introduced myself and. He was, like, within seconds, he was, like, an old friend. Oh, wow. He's a super, super nice guy. Yeah, I met him once a
0: long time ago. And, yeah, same way. Like, he could not have been nicer. Yeah. I've never heard a bad word about him.
1: Within three seconds, we were talking about what it's like to tour in a van with a broken-down trailer. And, like, it was, like, super personal. Yeah. So, two weeks ago, Taylor comes up to me. He's like, what song do you want to play? And I was like, I don't know any of these songs. He's like, well, think about it and get back to me. You got... Ten minutes to figure. out We're gonna go on ten minutes. <laughs> and so I picked out a um, a song from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Now I'm not forgetting the name of the song. Did you do breakdown? Yeah. Nice that I, I know, but you know. Yeah, no, I'm I'm partly nervous. I, I it was breakdown. So I was like, I know that one. I know that's gonna be simple. <laughs> And so I, he's like, all right, sounds good. You're on for that. And so I went into the parking lot and listened to the song on my phone a couple of times. Yeah. i like, all right, this is really pretty easy. I can do this. <laughs> and I went and played with Dave Girl, uh, uh him fronting oh, wow. his... Uh, his cover band that night, so That's I got awesome. to play with him on amazing. drums, and it was it was awesome, it was yeah. exhilarating.
2: And did you try to throw in a surprise fill? No, <laughs> no, no. I played I played a
1: really simple stuff, <laughs> really simple, nice. And, I, and stuff. I was like really heads up game, like okay, All right, who's get, where are we going in the next chorus? You know, like really <laughs> yeah. trying to. I didn't want to fully in the my, moment. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. really really oh, present. Wow yeah that's i
0: would have loved to have been there
1: it was was awesome that's really great (laughs) it was cool
2: i was also going to ask you guys about the theatricality of drumming how Mm -hmm. much of a physical performance do you think it should be do you like uh stick twirling is that ostentatious (laughs) (laughs) how do you feel about the live performance of it
0: for me again like i I like guys that hit hard like because i I feel like if you want it just sounds better a lot of time to me um you know, depending on the band. Right. Like, <laughs> obviously, if it's a really, like... It's a light violent, jazz band, yeah, yeah. I don't want to see James Taylor's drummer <laughs> I mean, wailing back Gonna there. fucking smash <laughs> these brushes. <laughs> but it, I don't know. There's something about watching a guy that hits hard that just, like, automatically is more fun to watch. Yeah, right. Just, like, just guys that, like, hit hard and just kind of, like, get in, like, I don't... Yeah, I don't necessarily care about stick twirling and, and all that kind of stuff. But I, I don't know. I just... I want some... I do, and, you know, if you're fun to watch then that's more enjoyable to watch yeah. out than, How's that yeah. for a yeah. right there? <laughs> It's great.
2: You look, you look super into it.
0: I you look like you're in your,
2: your own world and really having fun in a good I, way.
0: I try to because I think I, I try to think about that. as like, well, okay, these people are, they paid money to be here. So let's try and give a show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, even, and there's times like, you know, you have nights that you don't really feel like playing. Yeah. And you got to just kind of remind yourself yeah, these people came to see us and that's crazy
1: right yeah, yeah. It's pretty it's cool. Pretty crazy.
0: Uh, so I always try to keep that in mind. Yeah. Dan, how do you feel about theatricality?
1: You know, I'm not super impressed by stick twirling <laughs> or guys doing crazy tricks or like hitting symbols from beneath and like yeah. you know, that kind of like... <laughs> there's some things that, that that are like, okay, like I guess why you did that. It looks kind of silly. Um, and, but personally for me... Tony comes up from a school of showmanship that was like, you were in the league with a bunch of guys that were crazy awesome to watch. You know, like you do, like a lot of active, explosive drumming. Yeah. And my thing was very, like, I was trying to channel, like, Jim Keltner. Like, you know, there was a, there was the singles and stuff that were pretty active sounding rock yeah. tunes. But for the most part, I was just like, I'm going to make this, I'm going to try to make this sound exactly like the record. Okay. And seventy percent of those songs, I was urged to play even quieter than. Oh, like, really? Was like, yeah. Because the whole idea was to get the the microphones in the room, the compressors to work. Like, it was a production thing. I okay. Was like, can you play quieter? You know, and like the cymbals are too loud. And so, I never got into getting the uh, the visual, like the visual thing, didn't okay. really matter to me that much. I was like, how can I? Like, I even considered getting the, you know, the, those glass walls. Uh huh. Around the oh, drums. Wow. have you seen those like yeah. done like the Tonight Show or whatever? Like the drummers, like, what's that weird glass thing? Yeah, like who wants to shoot the drummer? What does right? he I mean yeah. he exactly? Is the Pope? Guy. <laughs> uh, but like, because I wanted to get uh, get the uh, the microphones the benefit of the no the no bleed of the other yeah. drums. That was my whole thing. Like stick twirling was didn't even come into the picture. In okay. fact, half the time I'm in the dark. Like the last tour, <laughs> I'm literally behind it like a huge drape. Oh man! And no one even sees me. I would
2: love to see that if you were just twirling like crazy in the dark, and <laughs> just for the benefit of yourself. No one can see it. <laughs>
0: it's break time to twirl. That's great. Yeah, um, and, and don't get me wrong. If you give me, you know, I would rather have a, a great drummer that's boring to watch than a. Shitty drummer, that's right? To watch. right. Like, yeah, like want to make sure that's clear. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, still play your instrument well. Uh, Absolutely.
2: Do you guys feel like there's too much or too little cowbell in modern drumming?
0: Mm. <laughs> you know, if there's it, too. If there, it, oh god. Oh, no, I know. I go ahead. All right. My my answer <laughs> is there's
1: there's too much sampled programmed cowbell. Okay. My, yeah. If there was more like actually played cowbell, I. I, you know, I would be I'm for I'm pro played cowbell, but like yeah. the program cowbell sound that happens in rock like, ah, like I don't want I don't want that. I want like somebody that really knows how to play cowbell like right there should be more who of that.
2: is choosing to hit it from a specific <laughs> angle. So it makes a specific <laughs> exactly. sound in that exactly. moment.
1: Yeah, 100%. <laughs> that. Yes.
0: Just yeah. If it if it, if the song calls for it, by all means do it. I've done it a few times. Uh, you know, I do sort of get excited to, to, if it's like, do you have hey, a cowbell, cowbell opportunity. Would, would work here. I think we should do cowbell. And I, it's one of those things I always expect everybody to be like, really? Mm-hmm. And, but it's, it's usually worked out all right. But so, I will say, stop yelling more cowbell. Yeah. It's, let's, let's, it's,
2: let's, move it's on. It's over. It's over. Yeah. It's been like at least a decade since that sketch, uh-huh. if not more.
1: There's no but, take backs with cowbell. You can't screw up the cowbell. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a, um, it's a laser of sound. And if you hit it like wrong, it really, like, it's just like, okay, that's there. Yeah. It's it's like murder. You just just did it. (laughs) So there's a couple of songs where we had cowbell parts that were overdubbed in the studio and I had to learn how to play the drum part with a cowbell. And it, I, I don't do a whole lot of like rehearsing on my own before a tour, but for this song, I was like, "Uh -uh, I got to get this right. Cause if you hit it just a little bit off, like, oh, man, yeah. <laughs> the, the cabal sounds, yeah, like it like, makes more of a duck sound, like, oh, <laughs> if it's not right, it's yeah, so bad, yeah. you're like, oh, God, play it right.
2: I love the duck bell in that song, it's great, <laughs> it's killer. Uh, do you guys have a favorite representation in pop culture of drummers, like a, a drummer character in movies or TV
0: shows that you're like, yeah, that, mm. that's a drummer? That's a good question. Because normally I'm annoyed by it. Because nor- yeah. I think there's too many movies that uh, I don't Not even just drums with all instruments, where they're just like they just like hire somebody like oh just pretend. Oh mm-hmm. it, yeah, and it's so bad. Like man, I don't know when the last time you guys saw La Bamba, <laughs> but that has the worst fake playing I've ever seen. Yeah. I don't know about the drum, but uh, Lou Diamond Phillips terrible fake guitar player. Yeah. Um, what you know? What I will say? Uh, that thing you do. Okay. Uh, great because. You know, Tom Hanks directed that and he made all those guys learn how to play the instruments. So they're, they're not, what you're hearing is not them, but they're playing every every, drums, bass, guitar. They're all playing the parts and it's done. I don't think I've seen a movie pull it off that perfectly. Like down to like everything's edited perfectly just like uh yeah The yeah. movie nails it
2: no symbol strikes without a symbol noise yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing yeah and, yeah and
0: they do a cool thing too in that movie where uh you know you hear the song that thing you do several times throughout the movie and it's always them playing it live or usually them playing it live in the movie wow. i use dare quotes for the listener <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, very theatrical uh it's not always the same version you hear uh-huh. so like even down to like he's playing different drum fills and then they'll cut to him and he's playing that fill that you hear. And like, that's, I don't, I can't think of another movie that has done that. It's just like, Oh, here's the song. We'll just use that version over and over. Yeah. And that movie nailed it.
2: Cool. Yeah. Cool. How about you? Are there any characters or any music in movies where you're like, that's great.
1: Well, this, this is funny. I, that particular issue of like, is the drummer matching? What's getting, you know, like yeah. being filmed. Okay. Go is asked to, be, um, we were playing a wedding band. Oh, okay. In, uh, um, it was, uh, I Love You Man, right? Yeah, I Love You yeah. Man. And, uh, part of the story was like one of the, the main characters was hung up on, on Rush. And so we had to play Limelight. Okay. And so I had to learn how to play that Rush song. <laughs> and I didn't know. And I didn't know. It was like, you got to learn this song. And I was like, what part of the song are we going to learn? Like, what are we playing? Like in the song, don't don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. (laughs) Don't don't worry worry about it. I was like, this is, this is really like, this is a movie. Like this is going to be like, people are going to have the DVD of this. This isn't just like, (laughs) I think I do. Yeah, you probably do. (laughs) Um, and so the part, you know, there's a part in, in the film and it's actually now it's, I I don't even think it's actually in the film. It's like one of those bits that happens after the credits or in the, the credits. But like halfway, it was like a whole day of filming this three or five minute part of the movie. It took all day. yeah. And like, it was just so much sitting there pretending to play along a song that I like kind of like, I just let go of trying to be accurate. <laughs> and I was just like, I had thought about that. I was like, some kid is going to go that OK Go guys, such a chump frog. <laughs> what a joke. <laughs> so I was like, ah, I'm never going to get this right. But um I hope that answers the question. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely.
2: I love, I kind of love inaccurate drumming. Sometimes it annoys me, uh, but sometimes <laughs> it fascinates me, like slow-mo and old MTV videos. Like, no! Uh, and I did a play reading. I forgot about this. This is my most recent getting a chance to drum. Uh, somebody had written a play about two war veterans from the Iraq War who connected over their love of early Metallica. Hmm. And for this live reading, they're like, okay, well, we're going to get a drummer to like play these these Metallica drum parts. In the background, like, oh, Scrimshaw, you're a theater guy, you're, you're a drummer coming to do this. And then this often happens in play readings where people have just no idea of how the physical reality of life yeah. still <laughs> holds true to plays. They're yeah. not movies. You cannot manipulate it. So it had all these parts of like, uh, play the beginning of Ride the Lightning, but then Fade Out. (laughs) And we're going to have these vocals over. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, that's not how drums work. (laughs) And and they're like, don't worry, we have an electronic drum kit. And it's like, Even more off the (laughs) mark. Okay. So, like, so the first time they did it, like, I tried to talk to them about it and they weren't having it. And then the first time we ran, I was like, okay, so, like, uh, they got somebody to, like, fade the actual electronic part of the drums, so then it was just <laughs> on
1: the
0: ugly unfortunate
2: sounds <laughs> in the world <laughs> on an electronic drum set. Uh, my last question in this section for you guys is uh, a ridiculous one. Do you think Batman would be good at playing the drums?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> hmm. I'm going to go no. He's, he's, <laughs> uh, he's, you know, he's, he's too busy. Uh, he's got all those Gadgets he's developing. Yeah. He doesn't, oh, he doesn't yeah. have time to practice. Right.
1: Okay, he doesn't have time to practice. Yeah. Concerned about the ears. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. <laughs> Does his ears...
0: I mean, he, maybe he could build some in-ear monitors in inside ear the, monitor. ears the yeah,
1: oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That's so, all I got for Batman. <laughs> if Batman had
2: in-ear monitors, <laughs> yeah, he'd be a great he'd drummer. probably be okay. <laughs> Otherwise, terrible.
0: <laughs> Do you have a favorite drummer? Dave Grohl. Brant Bjork. Uh, yeah, uh,
1: John Bonham from Led Zeppelin, yeah.
0: Do you have a favorite drummer? <laughs> no, I don't even know a drummer.
1: Uh, the drummer of uh, cosplay bands, my favorite. I really like the drummer from Rush, and I really like the drummer from Tool. Do you
0: think drummers are musicians?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think drummers are musicians? Yeah, definitely, yeah. So you have friends that are drummers. Yeah. Um, what are they like? Most of them's. uh... Long hair. <laughs> and they're very enthusiastic to not just about the music, but towards everything. They keep their passion towards everything.
0: What would rock music be like if there were no drummers?
1: Silent. <laughs> That's all I can say. Maybe boring.
0: What would rock music be like without drummers?
1: Bluegrass. Bluegrass.
0: Would you rather watch someone play air guitar or air drums?
1: Mmm, none. (laughs) They should play real instruments.
0: (laughs) Neither. It's both stupid.
1: (laughs) It is. It's stupid.
0: (laughs) Um, Should modern music have more or less cowbell?
1: I don't know. Depends if it goes with a song. More? More cowbell? Why not? It's just a little. I mean, it cuts through the guitar. It cuts through the bass. Can you try to make a drumming sound right now with your mouth? Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. 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 Okay. Boom. 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 Boom.
0: Boom. Bang. (laughs) bop. I'm Australian. I don't know anything.
2: We're going to move on to our How Obsessed Are You questions. We'll start with you, Tony. Do you think about drumming every day?
0: I want to say probably not, but at the same time, I think that uh, I probably do without realizing
2: it. Yeah. Because
0: mm-hmm. I think I'll maybe just kind of even like walk around like air drumming things sometimes and then I don't really realize I'm doing it. Yeah. So I think on that level, yes. Cool. How about you, Dan? Do you think about it every
2: day?
1: You know, I don't think about drumming every day, but as a producer now, like I do uh, make other music with okay. just with other friends and stuff and i'm doing more like synthesizers and piano stuff and like oh, that cool. and uh, sort of in a realm of programming drums and whenever i want to make the music actually sound like legitimate i have to it, play something like tap on a keyboard like a drumming part. okay otherwise it's just a moving a bunch of like mini notes or like samples around right it doesn't, it's not it's not, it's not real drumming,
2: right? It doesn't connect to your soul. Yeah, yeah.
1: And so at those moments, I'm like, "Oh, d- drummer shoes, okay. I'm like, how <laughs> <gonna> do this." <laughs> and like, it's amazing how much faster the music gets made if I can just for a little. Okay, bit. cool. In fact, you you lent me your V drum. I use that all the time. Oh, really? I don't yeah. know what a V drum V drum is. It's electronic, electronic drum. Okay. It's Like a trigger, and it, I plug it into a little drum brain. It goes straight into the computer. And if like I'm working on music. Uh, and I'm getting from one section to the next. And I need something to sort like, get us there. Rather than programming it in, I'll just play it on, like a oh, cool. snare pattern on the pad, and it's like done. Thing.
2: That's really really cool. Uh, Tony, would you get a drumming based tattoo? Nope. <laughs> You're just not a tattoo guy,
1: right? No, I have no tattoos. I have no <laughs> desire
0: because I I know how I can be, and I. I would end up regretting it. Okay. So. <laughs> and also good. I just even right now I don't want it to begin with. So <laughs> Right. That's
2: some good self knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? Would you get a drummy bass no, tattoo? No, no drummer tattoo. And you're not you're not a tattoo guy either, right? I have a tattoo. Oh, okay.
1: Uh his his old band, <laughs> uh, Jesse, the keyboard player in Motion City soundtrack, he asked me, he's like, Why doesn't anyone in OKGo have like a big tattoo? <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't know, and, and this was like This was God. This was Yeah, yeah, 10 10 years years ago. ago. Okay. And, uh, he's like, well, do you have a, do you, do you ever think about getting a tattoo? I'm like, well, I was always, you know, I was a bartender for six years and I always had this pet idea of getting a, uh, uh, cocktail sword tattoo. And he's like, if you get, if I get one, will you get one? And I was like, yeah, sure. And so (laughs) one day I showed up at the venue and he's like, I got lamb. He's like, I've got, um, what's the word? Like, uh, you know, like this is a, the actual picture of the okay. the one I want. And I picked out the tattoo artist. We're going to go tonight. <laughs> and here it is. Oh, wow. There it is. Actual that's size. And, so and that's that, the only one you have. Right? That's the only one I have. And Jesse's got one too. So, that's
2: awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Uh, Tony, would you start a conversation with a random stranger about drumming?
0: Most likely not. No. You could you could probably end that question with, would you start a conversation with a random stranger? And would be probably, <laughs> probably not.
2: This, this is wild fantasy. Imagine you were somewhere out in public and you saw someone air drumming mm-hmm. and you realized they were playing one of your songs, one of your fills. If you could recognize your own fill via air drumming, would you go up to that person and say, thanks for appreciating me?
0: I still don't know that I would. <laughs> I think I would, I would feel yeah. real weird about it. I've yeah. actually been in, like, not that exact scenario, but I remember being... I was at the San Francisco Zoo once, and I was standing <laughs> looking at monkeys or whatever I was doing, and and literally the person next to me, their phone starts ringing, and their ringtone was a Motion City song. Wow! And my and our, we like my friends that I was with, like they kind of like lit up and looked at me, and we all kind of started laughing and. We just walked away. I, yeah, I'm, no. I just feel I, I, know. Yeah, that would be weird to just
2: <laughs> lean over from the monkeys and go, "You're welcome." <laughs> I just yeah. hear I just start air drumming too. Uh, I just started playing <laughs> music in your pants, and then you pulled out the foot. Put- <laughs> yeah. How about you? Uh Would you talk to a random stranger about drumming?
1: Well, you know, um, they they took one of the OK Go songs and put it in Rock Band. Oh wow! You know the game. Yeah, yeah. And um, I can't the most easiest setting can't play it <laughs> failed within it's, within seconds it's
0: it's yeah. it because it's it's not it's weird
1: like i'm it's terrible weird. at rock band drums it's not also. real
0: drumming yeah. at
2: all even yeah. on the like most difficult setting right yeah
0: i mean it's like ballpark kind of but it's like yeah if your brain is just used to like the way drums are trying to do that it's not easy this is really yeah.
1: hard and so like i've gone to like family parties like around <laughs> christmas time and like the kids that like the distant cousins that don't really know they're like where's your treadmill cousin you know like that kind of stuff like uh, and the rock band is going and they want me to play the song to yeah. their to you know play it yeah and i'm just and like, like no. I, i'm not gonna do it and they're like come on it's easy and so they're playing dun, 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 dun. And i'm like i don't know i can't, I, I can't do it yeah <laughs> I, <can't." laughs> I just like yeah <laughs> does
0: it make you angry trying to do it Cause I no, thought... I just
1: I, I think I did once get really angry and then I've never done. I was like, yeah. no, <laughs> right. this, anytime, I won't do it again.
0: Anytime I would try to do drums, I would just end up getting pissed off, and I was like, nope, I can't. I gotta stop. Yeah, gotta stop. This is the, yeah. it's such a
1: it's such a ridiculous. <laughs> there's the, like dots flying down. You're like, this is a, this yeah. is a joke. Like. Bonk, 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 yeah, bonk, talk boop, about taking the soul out of it. Yeah, yeah, like,
0: yeah.
2: you know what I really want most as a musician is to have the green thing go off at the right time. Like, no. Yeah, pisses me off so much. If the government tried to ban drumming, Tony, would you join a pro-drumming rebellion?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it might depend on the point of my life I was in. Yeah. Because uh, for a while, yes, I would have. And then... The last few years, I maybe wouldn't have. I I I I was going through some stuff for a while. Yeah, like I, I was very depressed and everything, and I was just kind of like not that interested in drums for a while. So I I think I I think of a couple years ago, I might not have. You would but have I just think, let the revolution um, happen without yeah. you. I don't know, but as a, if it, if it really started to happen for whatever strange reason that would be, <laughs> um, I think maybe deep down I would have maybe something would have clicked eventually. I'm like, no, we I, I got to take a stand yeah. here.
1: Yeah.
2: How about you, Dan? Would you stand up for the rights of, of drumming?
1: I guess I would, but... <laughs> you know, I, it, what comes to mind is that like that faux support that people give things on Facebook. Yeah. Like, would I give it a share <laughs> and a like? You're like, Which, yeah, sure. Like you'd
2: change your profile
1: picture to like, orange <laughs> or <to> support <laughs> drummers. <laughs> like, yeah, I'd do that. Like, go drummers. like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that I I guess that's my answer. That's (laughs) That's good. It's
2: good. Would either of you cosplay as Animal from the Muppets at San Diego Comic Con? Would you dress up as Animal (laughs) from the Muppets and wander the halls? No,
0: I I, I, (laughs) again, and and I and you know, I the time I did the show before, I talked about Jim Henson. uh and and actually, thanks to Dan, I met Animal. Uh,
2: (laughs) Oh, you were the hookup. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: but yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a cosplay guy.
1: You're not a
2: cosplay guy. Mm-hmm. Understandable. Would you dress up as Animal
1: from the Muppets? No. I don't even know that, that whole question. I don't know what that means. No, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't do it. Just the people that dress up at Comic-Con and all that. Okay.
2: Yeah, they dress up as their favorite characters. Yeah, no. I wouldn't yeah. Uh, would you dress up as John Bonham? Because people at Comic-Con probably just wouldn't know who that was. But you would no. know in your heart <laughs> that I'm dressed as yeah, John Bonham. Yeah, like
1: a, a Halloween costume for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'd, I'd do John Bonham. I think okay. I actually had... John Bonham as a You dressed yeah. up as John Bush? Well, I was a hippie. Okay. I had like the, <laughs> you know, the, the silk shirt and the bandana okay. and the long uh, wig. And I wasn't John Bonham's size at the time, but I probably pretended I was John Bonham. <laughs> nice. But my best, uh, you know, 1975 Led Zeppelin look.
2: Yeah. Awesome. This is the final question. And I warn you, it's very weird, but here we go. If you had to be punched in the crotch before you could play the drums, would you still play the drums?
0: Every time? Not like every song, but I'd say every session. <laughs> <laughs> Not like every take. I'm like, good fill.
2: <laughs> punch again. No. But like, you're like, I, I've got a session or I've got a live show. Just one punch and then go. I go.
0: I mean, I, I mean, that sucks, but I guess so. Because I mean, <laughs> I, I have been able to, uh, you know, I got to make a living doing it for a long time. So take that away. And I don't really know what. I would have done all those years. Yeah. I don't know if I want to know what I would have done all those years. So I guess those nut punches happen uh
1: Yeah, ask, the, ask the question again.
2: <laughs> if you had to be punched in the crotch before you could play the drums, would you still play the
1: drums? Oh, hmm. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I think I'd find out. Some you other think you'd instrument. find something else? Yeah. yeah. Something else you you do. would
2: expand yourself as yeah. a human and go. I have a lot of uh, other interests. Yeah, and like, talents. I think I might try something <laughs>
1: different. Didn't you? Uh,
0: am I making this up? I feel like I remember this conversation years ago. Didn't you consider being a chiropractor?
1: Oh yeah. Oh really? Yeah. It was around. Still uh, kind of percussive,
2: I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh.
1: Yeah. I think when it was late in high school, it was like, all right, do you want to go into? music or uh sound engineering or how about chiropractic? And so like yeah, it was like wow, just like... I love uh I love getting adjustments. Like I yeah. like that. I think it's cool and I've never had like terrible back problems, but yeah. like when I when I when I have, I just it see a chiropractor yeah. and, and like he fixed me up. So like <laughs> I thought it was kinda of cool. My uncle was a chiropractor. Oh no, that's great. And I heard that they made a lot of money. I yeah. don't know if they really do, but
0: no offense, I'm glad that you've had the success you've had but I, I kind of wish that you were a chiropractor because <laughs> yeah. I'd I'd be over at your house all the time
1: <laughs> I, I ask
2: this question a lot and this might be my favorite answer that some bean would come to you and say I have to punch you in the crotch before you can drum and you'd say, no thanks, I'm going to be a chiropractor <laughs> 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 Thanks, but no, I'm out uh, I ask people to make a noise to sum up their obsession Can you each make a noise to sum up your love of drumming?
0: Uh, I'm going to go <laughs> Because <laughs> that actually was that was uh, always a uh, I, I, that's a, a certain fill that I call the brrt. Uh, uh-huh. That's kind of nice. Burta, 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 burta. Well, you know, I, I'm gonna. <laughs> nice. Add
1: I don't have a sound, but I have something that works with that. Okay. I forgot who said this the first time, but if you're at a loss for a drum fill, just think of famous people's names oh, and wow. play those play those names on the drum set. And Bette Midler. Is one of the best ones. (laughs) Bet Midler, Bet Midler, Bet Midler. (laughs) It's kind of. (laughs) But Bet Midler, you know, any word, anything like, I don't know, alligators, it doesn't really make for a very good fill, but when you start thinking of words that way. Pestilence. Yeah, (laughs) seriously. Yeah, it works. Yeah, Uh, yeah, uh, Jupiter. Yeah. You know, or whatever. You know, like, I don't know, that was just something I was like. Bette Miller was really good job. Bette Miller's oh. great. Bette Miller's but, but that's great. really uh,
0: impressive. Tying, tying it all in, the ridiculous fill that I was talking about earlier, yeah. I believe starts with some Bette Midler. <laughs> <Exactly.
1: laughs> so,
0: nice. I'm not even
2: kidding. Nice. So we can look for the song Alcohol Eyes" to hear your Bette Midler. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. Uh, I've been rating people's obsession. This is new since you were last on the podcast. Uh, I think you guys are at about the same level. Uh, I, I quantify it. The quantifying item is going to be cowbells. So, out of seven cowbells, I think you guys are both at about four cowbells, because
1: Sorry, I mean, how, obsessed how obsessed you are.
0: Yeah, I would probably agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not, yeah. It's three a, and three like, quarter cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, I always said Star Trek. Star search. Yeah. Star search. I, love, I love the three and three quarter. Three and three quarter. <laughs>
2: three, and three, quarter stars. three and three quarter cowbell. Yeah, because it seems like, obviously, it's a huge Just part huge of your job. life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would I would agree with that. Yeah, big part of your life, but you guys have your limits, and you mm-hmm. have other interests. Yeah, I'm totally yeah. fine
0: not playing drums for a while. Yeah, like would you? Yeah, what you
2: did when you first got here to LA, you yeah. did all sorts of other cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And you and you have a chiropractor that you can always. Well,
1: make. if Cohen, my son, becomes uh, a drummer, I'm gonna hit seven bells. Okay, for sure. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, I can see that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. There was. Um, this is. You know, I think he was maybe nine months old. Uh, we got him a little toy kit from oh, nice. the middle of the mall, right? And he kind of blazed through that thing. And I was like, I had a glass of wine. I was just like, oh, no, no, you're going to keep doing this. I went and got my <laughs> drums up from downstairs and I put it up there. Oh, really? And uh, from nine months to about a year and a half, he could play We Will Rock You. He understood, you know, a lot of drum parts and actually had like a groove and a swing, yeah. And I was on fire. I was like, "This is the greatest <laughs> thing!" But then it kind of fell off. Like drums fell out. Like for him, he yeah, was just like, "I'm not." He just he's just like couldn't. He didn't want to see me play. He didn't want to play for anybody. And he still hasn't come back. He's starting to like music oh, yeah. now. Again, but, like, it really fell off.
0: I didn't know it had fallen
1: off. Oh, yeah. yeah,
0: So you're just waiting in the shadows like Batman,
1: just in case. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) If he gets into it, oh, man, I'm jumping on it. Then it's everything. Then it's seven cow battles. Nice. Nice.
2: (laughs) Uh, I know you have a tour coming up. The yes. plug anything else you want to plug tell people where they can find you on social media and any any stuff you want to plug uh
0: yeah just uh at tony thaxon on twitter instagram and tony Thaxton.com has all the nonsense that i do on there uh, but yeah motion city soundtrack farewell tour starts in uh, may in several legs kind of going all the way through September, which really? is those. Well, it's, it's lots of short legs. Yeah. So wow. it's not one big chunk. Wow. Thankfully. And uh, <laughs>
2: where where do we get tickets if you want to go?
0: And... Uh, I just, MotionCitySoundtrack.com will have all nice. the links there.
2: Anything you want to plug? Are you a social media guy? Can people find uh, you on there?
1: Go okay, is sort of taking a little pause for. Okay. A good portion of this year, but uh, Tim and I, uh, the bass player in OK Go, have a side project called Jaja Technique, and we make um, electronic dance music. I don't like to call it EDM because that just sounds mm-hmm. dumb. Yeah, it's... but it's it's like more um, it's dance music, and we make it on our computers, and and it's uh, really just about having fun and just doing stuff. So check it out. Jaja is X I A X I A. Cool technique. And, yeah, we have a Facebook thing and, cool. and a uh, Twitter and all that stuff.
2: Well, that's awesome. Uh, so here are the closing questions. They don't have anything to do with drumming, but they can if you want. Tony, if you were a pro wrestler, what kind of
0: a pro wrestler shtick would you want to have?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's good. I don't know.
0: Uh, I mean, I did watch a lot of pro wrestling as a kid, yeah, yeah. and uh, I, my my guy was the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> and so, I, yeah, I feel like I would probably just kind of want to copy him because, like, he was he was the coolest. To you me would want to be time. the ultimate copy, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got nothing creative. I just I just want to be like him. Oh, perfect, perfect. Although. Dude. I don't want to paint my face. I'm going to draw the line at the face Okay. All right, just natural face. I rub my eyes too much. It's not going to work.
2: (laughs) So you would be totally clean-faced.
0: Hmm. Well, maybe I'll keep the beard. (laughs) That's my version of the face paint. (laughs) Yes, nature's face paint, the beard.
2: (laughs) Nice. Dan, if there were a video game based on your life, what would the main challenge of the video game be?
1: Oh, gosh. That's a tough one. (laughs) I want it to be funny, but it's going to probably be be dark. Be <laughs> i guess i i don't know i i think i i've been thinking a lot about my like my mom's side of the family There was like there was a lot of gangsters like a, like bona fide chicago gangsters oh, wow. and i think i would want the video game to be like somehow gangster related like chicago mob kind of a thing okay that's all i got no that's great that's great <laughs> so it'd
2: be like you reflecting on your his your family yeah, yeah. history
1: yeah yeah like you know tommy guns and stuff like that <laughs> yeah i like, got oh, that theme i like You know,
0: are you are you on that side or are you going against them?
1: No, I'm on that side.
0: Okay, so you're a gangster. I'm a gangster. Yeah. Okay. So
1: something (laughs) gangstery, and like in that the Al Capone era. Yeah. I think I want the game to sort of be like that.
2: Nice, nice. You run some booze.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some booze missions. Nice,
2: nice. Uh, The final question for everyone on the podcast is: What is happiness? So Tony, we'll start with you. For you right now, what is happiness?
0: Um. I will say, it's, things are good right now. Yeah. I, I am the happiest I've been in a long time. Uh, I just moved. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I told you this. Uh, my girlfriend and I just got a place together All and we nice. have a, a new place that I'm really, really, really loving. That's awesome. Uh, and, uh, yeah, like just the way life is right now and, uh, it's good. And, you know, I, I stepped away from the whole band thing for a while this farewell tour that's happening. Like I said, it just kind of made sense to do it. And I've had enough, I've been away for three years and just like taking this moment to like come back and do this one last time and like have like really nice closure. And like the reaction has been blowing my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I like, I feel real good right now. So I'm going to say happiness is me right now. (laughs)
2: That's (laughs) That's great. Uh, Dan, what is happiness for you?
1: Um, I guess it's, it just sort of exists in the, the current family dynamic I have with my wife and son. Okay. When we're all really authentic with each other and we're all really residing in our true selves and no one is like, feels pressure to be anything but yourself. Yeah. That's really, there's a, there's a crackle in the air. It's like a really authentic yeah. moment. And when we have those moments, that's really happiness. And, and I think, Anyone listening, and you know, all you guys probably understand what it happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a moment when you're authentic, and the people around you are being authentic, and that's like if there's a flow, and it's it. There's not there's nothing about it that's fake. And yeah, that's, that's that's when I'm happy. I
2: think that's a great answer. The crackle of authenticity yeah. is a really cool yeah. way to think about. You it. You know when
1: it happens. So yeah, it's like kind of like oh, it's, all the chatter stops, and you with. The real people next to you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's great. Thank you guys so much for doing this podcast.
1: Thanks for having us. Yeah, that is our podcast. Thank you. You've been listening
0: to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed.
2: The drum part from one by Metallica.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right? <laughs> <laughs>